the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. God wants to do great things for you. Everyone wants something from God. Let's discover today how to get what you want from God. Is there something that you really have been wanting from Him? Well, let's go for it because God wants to do something for you. He wants to do beyond anything that you really possibly have dreamed. God wants to be the God of more than enough for you because that's who He really is, El Shaddai. I want to journey with you today to the realm of all possibilities. That's what I call it. But we must live, understand, and get what we want from God. First of all, El Shaddai, one of the names of God, means that it's the God who is more than enough. So he can clearly meet our needs. So why doesn't he? When we study the Word of God, we discover outrageous promises. They're just shocking what God says he wants to do for you. Did you know that God's original plan For all the children of Israel was for all of Israel to be priests. How outrageous is that? A whole land of priests. Can you imagine the power, the relationships that they would have, the worship together, the unity, the oneness? Can you imagine how other nations would see the nation if at that time they had become just a whole nation of priests? Oh, I don't think you're convinced that that was his original plan. Well, let's go to God's word. In the Holy Book, the Bible, we'll see. God wants you to know the plan that he has for you is beyond your dreams. Here's the original plan for the children of Israel. Now let's watch Moses as God lays down the charter. He outlines the charter, what they must do to know the agreement so that they will all be priests. He tells them specifically what they must do. God wants to do great things for you. And that's the title of today's message. Then Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain. This is what you are to tell the children of Jacob and explain to the sons of Israel. You have seen for yourselves what I did to Egypt, how I carried you on eagle's wings and I brought you to myself. Now, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant You will be my treasured possession out of all the nations, for the whole earth is mine. And unto me you shall be a kingdom of priests 
and a holy nation. These are the words that God spoke to Moses to give to the children of Israel. Now watch this. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and sent before them all those words that God had commanded. And all the people answered, we will do everything that the Lord has spoken. So Moses brought their words back to the Lord. So as you see, God wanted the whole nation to be priests. A whole nation of priests? Now that really is outrageous. That is power from on high. So why didn't they get it? Why didn't they get this amazing blessing upon the whole nation to be priests? Why didn't they all accept this position and walk in a relationship with God as no other nation on earth had? Well, the children of Israel had another idea. They didn't want to follow God's plan or his ways for that matter, not at that time. But yet there was something great missing here. I'll show you today how they missed the amazing plan that God had for them. You'll know what God wants to do for you right now and how to get it. Well, we know consequently, they did not all end up being priests. So God established the Levitical priesthood. Am I right? So let's finish this part of the story as the Levitical priesthood is established. In Exodus 28, 1-3, the Levitical priesthood started with Aaron. Aaron was the older brother of Moses. Aaron's lineage were to be the priests of Israel, ministering in the tabernacle, primarily as mediators, the one going between God and man. The children of Israel did not want to all be priests. So God came up with an alternative praying, the Levitical priesthood, starting with Aaron. God wants more for us than we can possibly sometimes accept or imagine. What was it that held the children of Israel back from all being priests? I know you probably say obedience, and that's true. But there's something more there that was missing. I think Joshua shows us really why they could not get all they wanted from God. Joshua had discernment. He was the protege of Moses. He had an outstanding relationship with God. Joshua could see and discern the things of God. God wanted to do great things for the children of Israel. Would they miss it? Let's check in on Joshua and see. I'm in the book of Joshua now, the 24th. Joshua summoned all the tribes of Israel, to, including the elders, the leaders, the judges, and the officers. They came and presented themselves to God. Joshua said to the people, When you crossed the Jordan River, you came to Jericho. The men of Jericho fought against you, as did the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Jebusites. But I gave you victory over them. And I sent terror ahead of you to drive out the kings of the Amorites. It was not your swords or your bows that brought you victory. I gave you the land that you had not worked on. I gave you towns you did not build, the towns where you are now living. I gave you vineyards and olive groves for food, though you did not plant them. So fear the Lord and serve him with your whole heart. Put away those foreign idols that your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites whose land you now live in? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. The people replied, we will never abandon the Lord and serve other gods. For the Lord our God is the one who rescued us and our ancestors from slavery in the land of Egypt. He performed mighty miracles. Before our very eyes, we have traveled through the wilderness among our enemies. 
and yet he preserved us. It was the Lord who drove out the Amorites and the other nations living in the land. So we too will serve the Lord, for he alone is our God. Now, I'm not sure what in the world caused them to say that to Joshua. Joshua's response is so profound. It was like a heavy hammer coming down upon what they had said. Joshua was listening to them, and then he responds by saying this. Then Joshua warned the people, You are not able to serve the Lord, for he is holy and jealous. He will not forgive you for your rebellion and your sins. If you abandon the Lord and serve other gods, he'll turn against you. He'll destroy you, even though he's been good to you. But the people answered Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. You are a witness to your own decision, Joshua said. You have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, they replied. We are witnesses to what we have said. All right, then, Joshua said, destroy the idols among you and turn your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. The people said to Joshua, we'll serve the Lord our God. We will obey him. So Joshua made a covenant. Now watch this. Joshua made a covenant with the people that day committing them to follow the decrees and regulations of the Lord. Joshua recorded these things in the book of God's instruction as a reminder of their agreement. He took a huge stone and he rolled it beneath the tree beside the tabernacle of the Lord. Joshua said to all the people, this stone has heard everything that you said to the Lord. It'll be a witness. It'll testify against you if you go back on your word. So what was Joshua saying to them? And why is he talking back to them the way that he spoke. He really is telling them this. Really? Do you mean what you're saying? The stone's going to be a reminder of, of what you just said. Joshua isn't convinced that they are telling the truth. He was standing right up to them saying, stop it right now. You're not telling the truth. You're not going to serve the Lord your God. You're going to go after the, the strange God that your fathers went after that they learned in Egypt. You aren't going to serve God. You're saying these things to impress me, but you don't mean it. You're lying. You're lying to me. God does not have your heart. You will say this today and tomorrow you will not do what you just said today. You'll not do what you just said before God. That's really what he's saying to them. But I tell you the truth. God hears you right now. He has loved you and been good to you. But you stand here and lie before him. He will literally destroy you. But since you insist that it's true, well, all right then. I'll take the stone who's a witness to what you have said. And I will set it here as a memorial. And it will be against you if you betray God and you don't keep your word. God will see this. As sin. Okay, have your way. It's upon your own heads what you said. Whatever God does next, that's what he does. He's saying, don't you lie before God because he hears you. But go on, have your way. He sent them all home. What were they missing? What was Joshua discerning in the spirit realm about their relationship with God? God wants to do great things for every single one of us. He wanted to make this nation a nation of priests. He wanted to empower them in such an incredible way. But they had a different idea. Joshua was a prophetic soul, as we all should be. You see, Joshua was discerning the hearts of the people. The Holy Spirit is like a searchlight that searches the heart. Jeremiah 17, 10, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give to each man according to his ways, according to the results of his deeds. Now we have the conclusion. Why does God search the heart? 
if our heart is with God, if we truly place our love upon him, we will obey him. We will abide in him. Joshua knew the people did not love God that way. He knew that they would only follow him for a time, and then they would revert back to their old ways. And they would serve strange gods and idols before him. He then told them the same God who has been good to you is going to be upset with you. Then he is going to do something very bad to you. This will not be a pretty picture. You do not want him to be displeased with you. Joshua wanted them to receive the very best from God. How do we get the very best from God? By harmonizing with God's word. He clearly tells them what they must do to receive the very best that God has for them. The 91st Psalm reveals the secret to receiving the very best that God has for you because he wants to do great things for you. The 91st Psalm in verse 14 and 15, it says, because he has set his love upon me. Oh, wait, he states it clearly right here. It's our love that he seeks. Love causes one to seek the other, to go after the other, to be desperate, to be the object of the other's love, to be in their presence. If we love him, it will draw us to him. Once love is established in our heart, he tells us what he will do. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. What is he telling us? Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will... I will deliver him. I will set him on high. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble and deliver him. I will honor him. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. This is how we get our prayers answered. This is how we get out of trouble. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and I will honor him. Once we love him, he clearly states that he will move forth on our behalf in every circumstance. Why am I saying it every circumstance? Because he said it. He said, I will be with him. This is the love communion relationship that God desires. He wants our love directed to him. He wants our attention. He wants to meet our needs. You know, I want to share something with you that happened one day. You know, young people know incredible styles. I'm not one that knows much about styles or matching up my wardrobe or anything like that, you know. Well, well, my son is a fiancé or or my other son and the wife, they're really, you know, they they know all the fashions and everything. So when it's time to shop, I call them and say, hey, would you go to the store with me? Help me pick out an outfit or so and some shoes. You know, what's up to date? So I called for assistance one day. And we met at the store to purchase a few things where everything was going just fine. And then it was time to come to the checkout. Well, a dispute broke out at the cash register. So I said to the cashier, as I stepped up to the register, I said, I'm going to pay for these items. I wanted to let her know before my son could get to his wallet. (laughs) He walked right in front of me, very confident. He said, no, she's not paying. I'm paying. I told the cashier, no, please don't listen to him. I have my own money. She was smiling really big, looking back and forth at the two of us. So I tried to swipe my card, but he stepped in front of me, and he swiped his. My shoulders fell. I said, son, I just needed help with fashion. I didn't need money. That's all I needed from you. The cashier was was handling the bags at this point. And so I said, thank you to her. I said, I almost got my way. And she smiled, you know, really big. And as we were walking away, he turned to her and he said to her, he said, 
you only get one mother, you know? And then he put his big arm around me and he kind of turned me towards the door and we were walking together. And so I, I turned to wave to the young girl at the counter and in an instant, you know, she was looking away and she, she looked like she was in deep thought. It, it, the words that he had spoken made her think so deeply. I could see it in her eyes. She looked at him, you know, my son, as he was putting his arm around me as we were leaving. And he said, let's go, mom. Now, she could perceive his heart by what he had spoken. You know, she perceived the deep emotion. I could see her thinking maybe of someone, maybe her own mom. God allowed her to perceive my son's heart. Maybe that young lady needed something from God, and she saw what he wanted her to do that day. Joshua could perceive the heart of the people. He knew that they did not understand and that they were being insincere with God. And that was a way to receive nothing from him. They were being double-minded. They weren't telling the truth. And Joshua knew it. I want to illuminate five promises in the 91st Psalm that will cause God to do great things for you. This promise comes to my mind in Psalms 91, 14 and 15. God will do outrageous things for you. He says, I will deliver him. God said to Abraham that his offspring would reside in a strange land for 400 years. But he vowed, I will bring them out with a strong hand. God never forsakes what he has said. 430 years following Israel's captivity in Egypt, God called Moses and Aaron to bring Israel. And he carried them out just as he said, with a strong hand. He is still the same God today with a strong hand. He wants to bring you out of your situation with a strong hand. What do you need from God? God wants you to know. He wants to give you great things. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He said, I will place you above the circumstance. And then he says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. He promises to answer you when you cry out. Minister to him. Tell him what your need is. Remind him of his promises that he promised to fulfill because he's faithful and he will bring it to pass. This scripture demonstrates that God hears and that he answers prayer. I know many may say, I love God, but I'm not just talking about warm feelings and kind words spoken about him. No, I'm not talking about just attending church on Sunday. That's not what the 91st Psalm is talking about. He says, because he placed his love upon me. He's talking about a deep, intimate relationship. He's talking about a love that draws you away from the world. He's talking about a love where you see him more important than anything else. He's talking about a love that drives you to prayer in his presence. He's talking about a love that brings you to a place of surrender, a love where you focus on him, where you rise up in the morning and say, Lord, what is your will in my life today? What would you have me do? He's talking about a love where he is the object of your love. That's the type of love that he's talking about when he says, because he has placed his love upon me, he's placed his devotion. I'm the center of this person's worship. I am the focus of their life. They have no other God before me. They have no idols before me. There aren't idols in their life. Then the covenant promises will be fulfilled in your life. The miracles, the signs and the wonders will follow you and they will be outrageous. I am a witness to that. He's concerned about you. He has spoken these words. He said, because he has set his love upon me, therefore, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. 
when trials beset this person in their life, when they face difficult circumstances, I'm going to be there. I will be with him in trouble, and he or she will see the victory. Psalms 34 and 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. No, he delivers us out of every single one of our circumstances. He says, I will honor him. It doesn't get any more magnificent than that. God says, I will honor him. This is a declaration. It's comparable in meaning to say, I will set him on high. I will set him on high. It's the second thing that God wants to do for us. These are the two things that he said that he would do for the person who has set his love upon him that stands out most in my mind. I will honor him and I will set him on high. The word of the Lord says you are above only and not beneath. Are there situations in your life for which you need to be delivered? Are you in a difficult circumstance right now? God promises you deliverance. I think many listening right now are calling upon God with some struggles in their life. Do you have prayers that need to be answered by God? God will answer you when you call upon his name. But remember, any issue that you're going through right now, no matter what the experts have said, he said, I'll be with you in trouble. Not only will he be with you in trouble, he said, I also I will deliver you. He's not sending anybody else. He said he'll do it himself. I will deliver you. When your love has been placed upon him, when your focus is upon God and you draw near in love, he said, I will set you on high. You will be placed far above, set on high, where trouble is beneath you and Satan cannot touch you. Remember, God wanted all of Israel to be priests, but now he has a people he is called by his name. They stumble because they disobey the word. And to this they were appointed. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, to proclaim the virtues of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. First Peter 2 and 9. God is the God of more than enough El Shaddai. So remember, now place him first in your life. Pour your love out upon him and receive all the promises of God. He is the most tremendous lover. He is deeply in love with you. Love him with all your soul and your heart. And you will see the promises of God being fulfilled in your life. Establish that love relationship with him today. Rekindle the fire. Because God said, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will. I will. It's stated in some of the strongest words in the English language. I will. It's definite. I will deliver him. I will set him on high. I will answer him. I will be with him and deliver him. I will honor him. And he said, because he has placed his love upon me. God wants an intimate relationship with you as never before. Each of us and give God more of ourself than he has today. That's going to put you over and give you the victory and make you a mighty success. I want to pray for you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm praying that each person hearing this message, Father, is setting their love upon you in a new level, on a completely different level than 
ever before, in a place of deeper worship, in a place of deeper adoration, Father. I'm praying that right now they will be set on Holy Ghost fire within, that your word, Father, is like fire within their bones, a new anointing upon their life to go into the Holy of Holies, to pray in your presence, Father. I'm praying for them, O Lord God, Father, that they will receive the great things that you have stored up for them, Father. The great things, Father, that we must take by possession. We take possession of the inheritance, the promises of God by faith. O Father, I'm asking you today, Lord, to do great things for the children of God as they place their love upon you. It's your promise to them. I'm Valerie Sneed, in the mighty name of Jesus, a prayer is heard in heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.